0: The Alpha Sessions Hello and welcome to Alpha Sessions with um, me, guest host Emily and today I'm here with the uh, lovely Laura Resnak. Hello Hello hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm great Good. Good. Good Oh my god, I'm so excited to talk to Laura um, just to let you guys know I've been a bit of a fan for I think we first met in 2000, was it 18 or 18. 19?
1: 2018. We
0: did a gig together. We did. Yeah, we played the St. John's Hoxton Church. Yes. yeah, One of my favourites. Yeah, oh, such nice, any, like, playing a gig in a church is just, acoustic-wise, lovely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's the dream. So ever since then, I've kind of been following you a little bit, not in a creepy way. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did wear the same outfit as me today, yeah, so, so I'm, it's questionable. <laughs> anyone who's not watching but is listening, we, we are both wearing, yeah, the same outfit, but I promise I didn't do that on purpose, <laughs> but I might, I might start doing it from now on. <laughs> so, okay, just kicking off, The I was having a look at your Spotify, and the last thing was the 2020, well, The 2022, like, remix album, but first the 2021 album, Agrimony. Yes. Yeah, okay. So tell me, like, what's the name about and why did you call it that? Um, Yeah, so uh,
1: AgriMoney is a a collection of songs I wrote sort of between 2018 and uh, 2020. Um, And after I'd sort of finished recording... I have a collaborat- collaborator that I work with a lot. Her name is Sophie. She's a, a dancer. And so we had this dream of putting all these songs together for a big like dance show, and we, I wasn't really sure. I was basically... I started writing and recording them one by one, and I wasn't really sure if I was going to finish, like, continue on in music. I was kind of feeling a little bit dis- disillusioned. But then all the songs just kept on coming and coming. Um, and I, yeah, wasn't sure what they were going to look like. And then I was sitting with her... We were listening through all the songs, dreaming up this show, basically. Um, and I was like, I just, I want one word that sums up all of them. Um, because, I, yeah, I was trying to look through lyrics and see if anything came up that...
0: Uh, like that, tied it that, together. Yeah, that, ti- that
1: tied it together. Nothing did. And that day she'd happened to, uh, she was seeing a herbalist, um, and the herbalist had given her this um, herb to <laughs> to work with, um, which basically, it's called a griminy, and grimony,
0: not agrimony. I'm saying wrong. Sorry. <laughs>
1: um, and it basically was the the meaning behind, or in in plant medicine use, uh, it's to basically to to reveal the mask, re- reveal what's underneath the mask, and a, a lot of the songs are it's. The album itself is about healing in different ways of like personal healing, familial, community healing and, and kind of just and being vulnerable. And um, and that just seemed to really fit. And it just happened to be, uh, yeah, it was just very synchronistic. That yeah. She, oh, that's awesome. So it's a those. very cool title <laughs>
0: as well, because it's like, I don't know, it's a word that I don't know. Maybe everyone knows that word apart from me. I n- I'd never heard of it. No.
1: Okay. But it was just one of those. Um, yeah. Like Bob, where it just you kind of know know when you hear it and like that just sits this sits well
0: did you do the dance thing as well we're working on it yeah oh you're so, working on it now yeah we're
1: developing the show that's basically going to be toured across Canada next year with um, four dancers and a uh, string quartet and a uh, full band so it's yeah it's uh, wow. com- coming together so the album came up first but it's it will live on, <laughs> I think, as
0: in uh, this entity. So, everyone listening, you can probably tell. If you can't, uh, Laura is not English. Her <laughs> accent is actually Canadian. Yes. So you're from. You were born in Vancouver, right? Yeah, born and raised Vancouver. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: And um, then you. When did you first move to London?
1: Uh, in 2015 spring. So it's been almost eight years, but with breaks in between uh, mainly visa related oh
0: yeah because <laughs> i went to vancouver yeah in 2001 <laughs> the dates always i think it was 2019 yep. and you were there uh-huh. <laughs> i became friends with your friend yeah yeah harriet shout out to harriet <laughs> um uh, so and then you came back to london in uh sort of yeah october 2020 very strange time oh, wow. too. yeah, yeah. And you live in Kent now. Uh, I live in Kent, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never thought I'd I'd end up in Kent, but I have. I am um, live in a little village. Oh, dream. I'm, yeah, becoming a, a, cur- a curtain twitcher. I spy on my neighbours and get really involved in action. Actually,
0: really, probably quite good for songwriting.
1: It's great, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big creep. I just My favourite thing is looking into people's windows and getting getting involved with their
0: personal... <laughs> I'm kidding. No, me too. I'm um, such a people watcher. Yeah. Um, so when you first moved to London, what was that like coming from Vancouver? I mean, Vancouver is obviously, it's not like the, the countryside, but it's a smaller place. and Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I sort of was, yeah, I just, I didn't really feel like I knew I wanted to be involved in the arts and work in music and Vancouver just wasn't quite doing it for me and it was the place that I grew up um, and I, I didn't really feel like getting comfortable or settling um, and London in particular was always a place that I wanted to live I had a lot of family here growing up so I would come every every summer usually and s- I just would always want. I'd never want to leave and it would be always be like kind of ripping, <laughs> I felt like I was ripping myself away so I always told myself that I would end up um, and then I yeah just made the jump did it and I yeah haven't really looked back it's been, been a great it was yeah I felt like within that first month of living here I, I went out every single night and went to all these open mics and started and I feel like the people I'm still friends with now to this day I met in my first month or like everyone that I met that month it, they've all s- sort of branched out from there like I've met mm-hmm. their friends and it just like I feel like I moved at a really good time where it's just like a really good crew of people that were all do- doing like yeah like circuit, or like in the circuit, basically. Um,
0: the London, really spen- <laughs> the London music, yeah. General sprawling circuit, yeah. Wow. I, so, so yeah, your family, music. like, were they? I know. I know you've got a bit of a you've got a classical music background. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I don't yeah. say obviously. <laughs> it's obvious to me. Um, so you played piano, violin.
1: Yeah, I started with violin when I was about. Th- three or four. My mom, uh, bo- both me and my brother, she was like, you guys are learning an instrument um, and it doesn't matter what it is, you just you have to keep going and I hated practicing. I was like, absolutely. So every time I would complain about practicing the violin, it was like, mom was like, okay, well, choose another instrument because you're not <laughs> not playing. And so
0: why was she so into you playing instruments? I is she musical? She's, she, she plays
1: the violin, so I chose the oh. violin because she played the violin mm-hmm. and it was it was more like, I'm grateful for it now, but it's just she was like, you will thank me <laughs> when you're older and I do. Um, and so, yeah, I took lessons. But my my mom was always really good about finding good mentors. So I was I always had a really great violin teacher. If, like that would always let me do whatever I wanted to do because I didn't really like going going through. Really, uh, that's like, quite
0: unusual for a. I feel like because I played violin as well, and my dad also yeah, oh yeah. was a violinist. Mm-hmm. I think we've probably talked about mm-hmm. this at some point. But um, yeah, my teachers were always like really classical and quite regimented and mm-hmm. I feel like I was the same as you like I didn't enjoy yeah practicing particularly and the stuff I was playing was like classical music that I didn't really
2: mm-hmm.
0: connect to but your teachers were like
1: yeah I think <laughs> my very first one I think was was one of those like very like strict um and obviously did not connect with her and was uh, um, I don't I don't like being told what to do basically so I think my mom saw that Um, and yeah so all the teachers that I had I would basically I would pick my my songs that I wanted to do and sometimes they'd be way above like I think I picked I wanted to do um, Vivaldi's Summer like the one of the Four Seasons piece when I was about eight and I think <laughs> I'm still trying to learn it but like I just like I was desperate to learn it and I just like I usually like to run before I can walk kind of <laughs> but I had teachers that would support that and um yeah so I started with violin and then basically yeah took up guitar and piano around the same sort of time when I was around um actually it was because I had a, a math tutor um who is now my very very good friend he was basically like my mentor and got me through school Um and he his name is Matt, and he was very musical as well. But he'd come over to teach me math, and uh, he would reward me with a jam session after. So basically, I learned how to, like, jam because he would that, would, that was my reward for getting through an hour of math. Oh, my yeah, And so, yeah, and he, he's, he tar- started to teach me guitar and then always wanted to play piano. My brother chose piano as a, as his instrument, and so I would always, like, listen in to his lessons and try to pick out everything by ear that he was learning. Um, and then one Christmas, I think my parents gave me a keyboard and I just put it in my bedroom and I put it against the window. So I would sit and I would look out the window onto like all <laughs> <into> windows, <laughs> all, my, all my neighbor's windows. This is a theme, running theme here. Yep. Um, <laughs> and I would just, yeah, play for like eight. I would stay up late into the night and just make up songs because I didn't know how to play anything else. So I would just, that's sort of my, um, my piano Wow, education
0: <laughs> super like hungry for creativity it sounds like when you were, like well, you, I'm sure now as well mm. but you it sounds like that was kind of driving you this yeah. kind of and like hunger for like knowledge, yeah and creativity and doing things and yeah,
1: and yeah knowledge like but i I wanted to like learn it myself like or I wanted to do it myself like or I would seek seek out people like like-minded people to teach me how but I did not like being <laughs> like school was not a good situation academically for me I just I couldn't handle it um
0: and too much being told what to do yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I I'm gonna do this maths my way yeah. okay <laughs> two plus two it does not equal four
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs>
2: Don't climb trees, darling, you would fall What would I do when you hurt, darling, I do too Still you take such risks like these Following all of your friends You're shaking the windows again Like a rattling chain in my head Do as I said, do as I said Over and over again Don't wait too deep Darling, you would drown What would I do? can't breathe. I can't breathe for you. So you take such risks like this, following all of your friends. You're shaking the windows again, like a rattling chain in my head. Do as I said. Do. As Who hunts but not to kill Who's gonna tell you when you're wrong When no one else will Like these, following all of your friends, you're shaking the windows again, like a rattling chain in my head. Do Do as I said, do as I said, do as I said, do as I said. Do as, I said, do as 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 I said, do as
0: I said, over and over again. The Alpha Sessions. <laughs> what was your first band? Um, I don't know, <laughs> but I
1: think I went through, like, I'm not sure what you were like when you were little, but I was used to get like, whenever I wanted to hang out with a friend, I'd always get my parents to call their parents and be like, can you arrange a play date for us? Like, can you, like... I, I can't remember that I far I don't know. That. Well, that's... I, but I remember going to my dad once, and I was like, I really want to be in a band with my friend Emily. Can you ask her dad if she will be in a band with me? And I was about, like, five or six. Oh,
0: No, I don't think yeah. I did that. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. But, like, I do remember playing... I think... I feel like I've talked about this. Potentially, I've already talked about this on alpha sessions playing games in the playground and like making up songs with friends mm. and dancers, dancers oh yeah d- dances yeah, yeah huge but I don't think we ever like formed an official band mm-hmm. so what did you play in the band
1: um I or oh, I, like this was an that was an imaginary band I was like oh, I had okay. like I had you were, like no five. concept of um but I think yeah definitely when I was like in high school I wanted to be like I was went through like my Britney Spears like Christina Aguilera, Disney's Child, fit, where I wanted to start like a girl group and do that kind of thing, so mm-hmm. just like sing.
0: So this um, the album. I'm, I just feel like I'm still a bit scared to say the word agrimony. Agrimony. Agrim- agrimony. Oh, I mean, I, I say it could be. I could also have been pronouncing it wrong this entire time. I mean, I, I feel see. like I'm going to go with you over maybe He's learned <laughs> the word today, but um, so is this basically? You, you said that you are collaborating on this. Dance thing, and you're learning. T- tell me if I'm wrong here. You're learning how to mix right now. Um, is okay. that part of the same thing? Oh no, thing? That's, a,
1: that's a different, different thing. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: getting a yeah. So cause this is basically you again, like kind of learning new stuff and doing it your own way. Yeah.
1: So that the other, um, I basically just realized, like having worked with Sophie on this project since we've basically started dreaming this up 2018, so almost five years ago, um, and dance was always something that I wanted to be and like I always wanted to dance and it was but I never started when I was I didn't start when I was young I remember going to like hip hop and jazz classes when I was 10 and I had this like weird feeling that I was too old even then to start I've, I've always had this weird glitch in my brain where I'm just like oh no I'm too I'm too old to that's start so like all, the, all yeah. the other kids have started when they were four so I can't.
0: I was going to say because you said <laughs> when I was ten and I was like that is you know that's still quite young though right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so I
1: don't, I don't know I, even that I don't know who told me that um, but that was something that I felt and I just every, every now and then I would like pick up again and do a a term of dance or it started with tap but I'd get really frustrated and I was like, oh, this doesn't really come naturally to me, but I love it so much and I really desperately wanted to be involved. Um, And I've realized, yeah, since working with Sophie and learning more about the contemporary dance world and how I just just feel like it's a medium that I really understand or that I can really like, and I really um, just yeah had a revelation last year where i just i think i just i just want to make music for dance um, so are you dancing in this thing as well um no but it's like it's a piece so like okay. the mu- the musicians and the music they're they'll all be on stage everybody will be on stage and sort of part of this choreograph the, the music will be played live but then there'll be there's like a narrative that has been built around the songs is uh, there
0: going to be talking as well
1: there is no talking no it's okay. just it's just the music it's like an hour-long contemporary dance like show like an opera kind of sort of <laughs> yeah just um but the focus is like it's um yeah it's
0: and it's all based on these songs from this album yeah that's so cool it kind of <laughs> is a bit like a musical sort of but yeah. without the <laughs> bits in between um so let's talk about the songs mm-hmm. so the first one that you played is Rattling Chains yeah. yeah
1: so Rattling Chains was the second song that I wrote and recorded for the show or okay. the the album um but it was actually the catalyst of uh, was, uh, it's how I ended up meeting Sophie as well, because uh, Sophie and I had a mutual friend who had, he's a, he's a dancer as well, he's going to be in the show, but he'd filmed, he'd had the, all this footage of her, he, um, and he was looking for a song to basically set the, all this amazing footage. She, she had this beautiful mask on, and... They and I'd just written this song. I was like, "Oh, this is this is this could be sort of like the vibe, maybe." And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is great." And I happened to be going to Toronto like a few weeks later. Uh, he's like, "You should meet her. You should talk about it." And then this, just you know, when you meet people and you just immediately are drawn to them and you just you just get along. And that was sort of what happened with, with Sophie. Um, and so I was just like, "Okay, well, I guess I just recorded a, um, the other song called You Are Bad,' which is the first single off the record." Um, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I could just w- record one more and then that will be, you can use this. And But then, uh, but yeah, we just got so excited. We were like, well, we're, we're going to have to make a whole show, obviously. So we're
0: going to have to keep on recording. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. You Are Bad is another um, one that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, you should listen to that. Check that one out. It's recorded in a really interesting way as well. I feel like you have, I looked a little bit into this. You, you do stuff with like, I don't know how to word this, I've forgotten what it's called, but you like find different sounds yeah. from the world and put that, that in your music. Yeah, right? that was
1: definitely a running theme for the these songs, but that one in particular I was working with my friend and um, very frequent collaborator, Shane Stevenson, who's produced uh, produced the record. Um, and yeah, that was our first sort of foray into working with each other and we just wanted to have a lot of fun and um he we were at his parents' house, and his dad had a really uh, a, this a workshop where he worked on his cars and we were just dropping chains and slamming doors and car doors and like making like just collecting all these things and then um yeah manipulating them and it was just like really fun so with that song i just i know where how all the songs were were made like how all the sounds were made yeah and, um it was just a lot of fun, and I think that was the whole premise of the album for me was because it it came after a time where I was just, like, questioning whether or not to keep on going. I was feeling, yeah, just maybe this isn't for me anymore, um, but I'm going to give this one last go and just have fun, and I want, I just want this to be a joyful experience, and I want to work with people that I want to work with, and I want to take time and just make it enjoyable. And that now I look back on those songs, and every time I listen to them, I just feel that that joyful feeling because it, it's hard to listen back to your own work and I always want to remove myself from from it as soon as I release. I'm like, okay, that's done. on to the next. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but with this, it's just like, I feel like because it was so slow and because it was so like mindful and fun that um, I can look back and it's a bit easier to.
0: Yeah. It. And it's it's such a, it's so interesting that you were in this place where you were kind of doubting like what you were doing or whether you wanted to do it. And so you just wanted to, like you said, <clears throat> have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then you ended up kind of having all this this huge project and being really inspired. And it's still like, you, I think you're saying you basically still don't mind the songs, which I think is a massive <laughs> like achievement because honestly, yeah, after releasing music, basically every time I release something, I'm like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. But so that's, that's so great. <laughs> it's also what keeps
1: you going. It's like, okay, always chasing that. Have yeah. to, next one has to be better. And then you're always going to... Sometimes I feel like that negative self talk, <laughs> that inner critic goes a bit too far, and it, when it becomes a bit debilitating, but sometimes it's very useful. I was like, okay, I'm um, done with that. That was of a time, and now I need to grow with it. <laughs>
2: Filled up all your room so cold there was no room to stay. Or will you choose a high road or a hard horse to find your way? You tried to heal yourself, you're not the healing kind. And I tried to build a highway down your one track mind. They can't be trusted. They all tend to look the same. The ones who sell the antidote. The ones who cause the pain just like their holy water. You can buy it by the bottle. But everything you feel today will still be felt tomorrow. You could rely on me You could rely on me Just rely on me Just rely on me Just rely on me easily break or oh, you were told that you deserve the world and so you always take they say collectors keep collecting it doesn't matter what the cost and while it's accumulating you won't know how much you lost you can imagine the way you buy it, it won't get you far or you could blame it on the moon or something bigger than you are or you could rely on me you could rely on me just rely on me just rely on me just rely rely Just rely on me Just rely on me Just
0: rely on
2: me
0: The Alpha Sessions I am interested in asking you about why you were... what you were, like, thinking at that time when you were kind of questioning whether you wanted to keep going. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you don't have to talk about... I don't know if you don't want to talk about it, but, like, is there... what was happening then, like, that made Um, you kind of question?
1: Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, it was just a weird time. I was sort of in between, like, I'd had to, I had, had to leave the UK because of visa issues, and I was back in Vancouver, and I was working, like, six different jobs and not sleeping, and I was working, like, full-time for my dad, and I was working as an event manager, so I was, like, out, like, all night for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I was working really early mornings both week. It was just, like, this very intense time. I got shingles. It was, like, just, I... Um, had decided that like okay if I can't go back to um England right now I'm just gonna like throw myself into into work and it just yeah, music had just taken a bit of a um back burner. And um yeah, I can't even remember. It was just one of those things where it was just like, maybe it's time I mean I and I I think I always go through ups and downs with with it as well. It's a very hard thing to stay motivated when it's completely Mm self-driven if there are days that I'm not feeling particularly motivated it's very difficult and especially this past year has been just like a personally difficult year um, where I've like actively I've wanted to try and move forward but it's just there are certain events that have happened that have just prevented that or I've like been been having to just uh, I think
0: like the more I talk to other fellow musicians Mm. creative people singer-songwriters whatever the more I think that like having those ups and downs and having periods where you're feeling really inspired and really creative and you're making loads of stuff Mm -hmm. and then having periods where you're like what am I doing (laughs) like why am I doing this I think that's literally so normal and almost like an imperative part of the whole process like you can't be on and creating and all the time, it's just, yeah, it's
1: cyclical, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. yeah. I've learned this term, wintering, which seems to be like a lot of people have been talking about wintering lately. And I just, it's so, um, yeah, having that downtime and the time to reflect, especially like on a personal level, where a lot of things, like a lot of loss, happened in twenty twenty two. That it just was, um, yeah, just incredibly difficult. And I still, even with that, like I, I lost my dad to um, a year ago, and so even. In that, I still, a couple weeks later, I was like, okay, I, I, I can't just, like, sit still. Like, I need to do something. I need, my mind needs to go somewhere. I need to use this somehow, like, and put all of this pressure to, to still, like, keep going. And I just kept on, like, getting burnt out and burnt out and, like, and then halfway down the line, I was like, okay, I'm just going to give myself, like, like after a, a year has passed, then I'll continue, like, the work again. And or I, I won't beat myself up as much if I don't, if I have days where I just need to, like, lie on my couch and not talk to anybody and that will be fine and a year passed and I'm like oh I know like and then because I'd put so much pressure on like after a year is done then but then that that pressure started to build up and it just I hit a bit of a a wall of yeah not not sure how to move move forward um so yeah this, this past couple months have just been a lot of hunkering down and learning some new skills and trying to just regroup and, and figure figure stuff out.
0: Well, thank you so much for talking <laughs> about that. It does sound like you're pretty. You're you know you're you're doing pretty well. You're being kind of hard on yourself because <laughs> it's obviously very understandable that you haven't been producing, producing, <laughs> producing like every minute. Um, it's also like the capitalist mindset yeah. too. It's like it's not, not easy world to it's not. Completely
1: natural world to be living in. Mm-hmm. And also when you're a musician you wrap up so much of your identity and of who you are and what you do. I always struggled with that a little bit. I'm like who am I if I'm not doing the thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What like what is the sort of do you have apart from obviously you've talked about this show, which so remind me what you said, because you said it's gonna be touring in Uh yeah, we're gonna take it to a couple um theatres across Canada next year in twenty twenty four. In twenty twenty four. Okay. That's that's so exciting and then what about like what's your kind of do you have any kind of plan for this year 2023 like
1: yeah so the other project i'm working on is also with sophie again she's um written a solo show or she's choreographed a solo show uh, which is about 20 minutes long that i composed original music for um i started working on it in the summer of last year and so it's been this thing out of necessity i've had to write and record it and mix it and produce it myself um so but it's been almost like i thought of it as a bit of like a university thesis like a ju- level of like um it's quite quite a big piece it's quite intricate um using a lot more different like more electronic uh, kind of fused uh, but i've still uh, used a lot of um violin within within that um so it's sort of like a cr- electronic classical crossover uh piece um and it kind of took over my life, especially these past couple of months as I've been finishing it, and I haven't really been leaving my house very much, <laughs> um, which has been <laughs> Thank great. You for me <laughs> <today>. <laughs> I know. So yeah, well, you said radio broccoli. I thought I was just coming up the road to broccoli. <laughs> I didn't realize it was coming. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm very happy to. have um, Any excuse to get myself out of the house is good. Um, yes. but yeah. So that's. Um, but yeah, she's performing it next next month at the National Arts Center in Ottawa, in Canada. Next year? Uh, no, sorry. Next month, April. Actually, uh, a month today, she'll be premiering that show, which is very exciting.
0: That's so cool. I feel like we've like barely. There's so many other things I want to talk to you about, and like <laughs> we've, like we've just already talked for <laughs> quite a long time. And I'm like, oh no, but wait, like we haven't even mentioned. Let's talk about the third song, yes. um, which is your. Did you say you're releasing it next month? As
1: well? uh, also next month. Yeah. So what, what date? Uh, um on april 5th
0: (laughs) okay yeah amazing so that's called open season yes tell me about
1: open season open season uh is a song basically about um misogyny toxic masculinity especially within the digital landscape and media uh so just i feel like it's a thing that it came out after a time, I was having a really big songwriting or just a writer's block drought. Hadn't been able to write anything in months. And then I was, ta- uh, my friend Martha and I were reading this article. Um, and now I can't even remember what the article is, but we just got really heated. And it was, it was a male writer writing about some, I think it was a, someone had written about Billie Eilish or something, about something she was wearing. And I was like, oh, I'm just like so, and we're just, we're getting fired up. And then Martha's usually my go to if I'm feeling, uh, St- creatively stunted, she'll give me a title to work with, and she was like, "Hey, this is your st- this is your title. Take it and run with it." And it was just, and then I think it came out within like an hour. Um, so it was yeah, one of those ones where I just, um, yeah, it just just kind of came out, and then that is is being released as a a double single, or I'm calling it like a micro EP. It's just two two songs, um, A and B side, with a song another song called Leap Year, which I wrote for a short film that I scored last year. <laughs> <Laura>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the so Leap Year was a song that I, um, I didn't have any lyrics for, but I wrote the lyrics basically right after my dad died and I recorded that song a month after my dad. So the this, this song sort of bookended this sort of major event in my life. Um, and that's why I wanted to keep them together. It's like, there was like, it's like a before and after kind of situation, um, and so yeah that open season is coming out next month and then leap year will come uh, follow in may
0: and i'm really excited about them oh my gosh you are amazing laura (laughs) you're like oh yeah i'm scoring this and then i'm (laughs) learning this and i play this anyway um okay well i feel like you know it's probably a really good time to kind of wrap up but Mm -hmm. um that there are like a thousand more things i could ask you honestly (laughs) do you want to just finish off by like just plugging your socials basically like where can people find you and your music and all that kind of Um, stuff yeah i know that's a no No, one actually likes saying that but (laughs)
1: um so if you yeah if you want to come on to instagram i um mainly just post about uh my goat's (laughs) <laughs> which I have um my mom bought a farm and I made sure that there there were also there there are now five goats that live in this farm they're in, they're in canada so but she did put in a camera that I can like tune in and watch them every now and then um but they are they are my, my children um so I post about them a lot mm-hmm. um and then the odd musical uh thing so for all of you goat lovers <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a niche crowd yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to a draft. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's uh just Laura Resnick on uh, on Instagram and then music is on all the things. So Spotify title pays more. So if you do have title um, Right. Yeah I'm terrible because
0: I've had Spotify for such a long time that I, I just can't yeah. not use it anymore. <laughs> anyway, maybe I don't know if we're supposed to yeah. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> it's it's just
1: so so handy. But yeah, on all the things but yeah, mainly I will be i have still i'm too old for tiktok i've decided
0: so that's not happening okay time. fair, enough, fair <laughs> enough i've i've joined it but it's yeah it's a it's a tricky one we could, that could be a whole other conversation yeah um okay well laura thank you so much <laughs> for coming and playing those beautiful songs and talking to me it's been an absolute pleasure thank and you for um, having me <laughs> you're welcome
2: I did what I did, what I did, I now cannot undo. I did what I did, what I did, I have pictures to prove. He is who he is, and I am who he's not. Oh, he's got a good eye, I'm a pretty good shot, anyways. It's open season, he says. In the summer, she shut her skin, look how she gleams in the sun. I'm up in the stands and she's safe behind glass in the mud. It's that time of year, I'll be standing in line. She'll shoot daggers at me and I'll give her a piece of my mind. It was fun at the time. fun at the time Fun at the time Ooh. Those clothes that she wore from her head All the way to her feet Well, I had to get out Cause I just couldn't handle the heat She's avoiding my glance and she's altered her stance So how could she expect me to ever take that as a sign? It was fun at the time You are fun at the time Ooh, You were fun at the time And it's making us all change our mind about you You left me no choice I never asked why He left me in pieces in the summertime He watched me too close Held me too tight Leave me in peace in the summertime He left me no choice I never asked why He left me in pieces in the summertime You watched me too close Held me too tight Fun the time, fun the time.